Welcome to Ceiling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. October the 9th, 2023, and we had uh, one of the most vicious atrocities against Israel by the PLO come to Gaza, an unprecedented attack against Israel. Our prayers are with Israel for their complete victory. And uh, we ask all that stand with Israel uh, for their prayers. We'll be talking about today, uh, the Great Tribulation. We want you, invite you to download our app, Seeing God's People, for our daily podcast, focusing on the present proceeding Word of God by which man lives by. There we'll be talking today about the Great Tribulation. Or is it just Tribulation or the Great Tribulation? Is the Great Tribulation the wrath of God? Or is it separate in Great Tribulation and the general tribulation that the body of Christ will always suffer for tribulation work and patience. Patience work with experience and experience work with hope. Hope makes us ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. In the world, Jesus said, you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. We get into the scriptures and let's take a look in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, talking about the Mount Olivet Discourse. When we talk about what Jesus said, and we'll pick it up with verse 15. And as we take a look at it, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation or the transgression of desolation, that desolation is because of our transgressing against God, spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand. Then he goes on and explains what we are to do. Then let them which be in Judea flee to the mountains. Now, of course, Judea and Samaria, what we call the West Bank over in Israel now, let him which is on the housetop. Now, in the Feast of Sukkoth, the Feast of Tabernacles, the housetop is where they feed, they built their booths, the Sukkoths, commemorating their coming out of Egypt. And when he's talking in the spiritual sense there, when you're on that housetop, you've already come to the revelation of Jesus, not in Pentecost, but in Tabernacles. He said, don't come down to take anything, and that's a thing of faith, out of his house. In other words, we don't go back. We're always going forward, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the iconic God in Christ Jesus. They let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. We've got a change of raiment there in the body of Christ that we see in Zephaniah 3 on Joshua. Son of Josedek, no one's called by the name of Yeshua. That's where we are now in the present truth of the preceding word of God, there being the sealing the servants of God in their foreheads. What are them that are a child and them that give suck in those days? We can take that in the natural, yes. But what does it mean in the spiritual sense? What are them that are a child? Well, we are to birth a man child, but the children of the kingdom will be cast out we find that God's coming back for a church with that spot, with that blemish, and that is a perfect man. And it states that, that in that Ephesians 4, we gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Can we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ? And we find in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, we go from newborn babes to little children. And we say, I write you little children because you've known the Father. 
They have the revelation that Jesus is the Father revealed in the days of His flesh. But we don't stop there. Those are with child. Those are the ones that know that Jesus is the Father, but you don't stop there. We go to the next step. I write unto you, young man, because the Word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. There is a higher glory in the Christ that's in you, coming to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. But that's not the last stage of glory in the body of Christ. Said I write unto you, fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. That's the word of God, having eyes before and behind, and that are the ones that are full grown, the ones that will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, as stated in Malachi 4, in the ministry of Elijah, in restoration of all things, all things of faith. Now, faith is a substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. So we don't want to go back and put back on a Pentecostal uh, their clothes well, we've had a change of raiment in tabernacles. And those that are perfect, we speak wisdom to those that are perfect, just as Paul did in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. One to them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. He's wanting you to be full grown. Pray that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Now, what is that Sabbath day? Well, we're going to see here. For then, well, that Sabbath day or in the winter, shall be great tribulation. Now, this is the great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. That's the great tribulation of the last end of his indignation. Time, times and three and a half years, 42 months. Let's get into the scriptures. We'll see. And going on with it, except those days be shortened. There should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, the ecclesia, the elect of God, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. Why? For there shall arise false Christ, false anointings, uh, and false prophets. And what will they do? They will show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I for told you, Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he's in the secret chambers, believe it not. This will be openly revealed to all the true in God. For as the lightning shineth out of the east and shineth even to the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, now watch this office right here, the Son of Man. In John 3.13, Jesus stated, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. That means that Enoch didn't go. Elijah didn't go. Jesus is the preeminence in all things. The Son of Man is Jesus is the head, and we are the individual members of the body of Christ, making but one body, one spirit in whom you're called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all, Ephesians 4. So that Son of Man, the coming of the Son of Man, is that coming as a shining light that shineth from the east even to the west. We see in Ezekiel 1 that the cherubim of glory, the lion, man, ox, and eagle, have the appearance of lightning. And that we see in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5 are the zoe, are the living creatures that are redeemed. 
These are not Pentecostals. These are tabernacleists. These are the ones that have grown to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in fathers. They're talking about full grown in Jesus Christ to the measure of the stature of Jesus. Whom he did foreknow, then he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And whom he did predestinate, then he also called. Now we know many called, few chosen. Them that he called, them he also justified. Justification by faith, saved by grace through faith. And those that he justified, them he also glorified to be conformed to the very image of Jesus Christ. Now, there's where the body of Christ, we as uh, in that proceeding word, are to grow to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto perfection and through and by the word of God. So, where, so wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. And the eagles there speak of the last day, highest glorification of the body of Christ. Blind man, ox, and eagles. And in the last days, we'll be given two wings of a great eagle. That's our flight, not a rapture. It is a flight in the winter, neither on that Sabbath day, through the great tribulation. For then shall be a time of great tribulation that we see in Revelation 12. And two wings of a great eagle will be given to the woman, the church, where she flieth into the wilderness, where she is a place prepared of God, where she's nourished from the faith of the serpent of time, time, dividing the time, three and a half years. Notice. There immediately after, not before, not during, not in the middle of, but after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. When God shakes the nations, then the desire of all nations shall come. And that's what we see in uh, uh, there in Haggai, the second chapter. And then shall appear, what shall appear? The sign. That's the sealing of the Son of Man. That's the body of Christ. When he comes, he will come back with 10,000s of his saints. And we'll see the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. That's national Israel. And they shall see the Son of Man, whom they crucified, coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together. There's your rapture. Gather together his elect from the four winds, from one of heaven to the other. Uh, Mark 13 says, from the one in the earth to the other. We see that that is no such thing as a pre-tribulation rapture. In the last days, we're going to have Jesus with goats on the left, sheep on the right. Let's take a look at Matthew 25. Verse 31, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he set upon the throne of his glory. Now that is Jesus Christ. And next verse, before him shall be gathered all nations, not the church, the nations. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, you blessed my father, and let the kingdom prepare for you from the foundation of the world. We keep going. For I was hungry and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, you took me in naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? 
when saw we thee a stranger and took thee and art naked and clothed thee? Or when saw thee, we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? Notice, and the king shall say unto them, that's the sheep, verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, the church of the living God, you have done it unto me. That's Christ in the church, the hope of glory. So the righteous nation, not the church, the nations that have shown compassion to the body of Christ, in the end time, there shall be the righteous nations that will go into the millennial that the body of Christ, as kings and priests, will reign and rule over with the Lord in the earth for a thousand years. The high calling of God in Christ Jesus is the, that calling of the king priesthood. You'll see that in Micah 4. All those that are the kings and priests of the Lord our God we will walk in the name of the Lord our God, and the righteous nations will walk in the name of their God, judges, little G-O-D-S. Here we see it going on in Matthew 25, verse 41. Then shall he also say unto them on the left hand, that's the ghost, depart from me, you curse into everlasting fire, prepare for the devil and his angels. Note there that hell was never prepared for mankind, but for the devil and his angels. If anyone goes there, there of humanity. They go there as a transgressor. Jesus said, For I was a hunger, and you gave me no meat. I was thirsty, you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you took me not in. Naked, and you clothed me not. Sick and in prison, you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered or a thirst or a stranger, naked or sick or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? They have no idea. They're oblivious to the body of Christ. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, Jesus' brother in the church of the living God, you did it not to me. These shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Now, the righteous nations of the kingdom prepared for them for the foundation of the world. We'll also see the difference between great tribulation and just various tribulation or trouble here. And we'll see also in Second Thessalonians, the first chapter. Paul speaking again, we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet because that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth. Now, charity is something that has to be grown in glory. We add to our faith virtue. Virtue, knowledge. Our people per perish for lack of knowledge. Then knowledge, temperance. Uh, those that strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things. But you add to your temperance, patience. But let patience have a perfect work. Patience, godliness. That's a little G, which is the God life. Godliness, motherly kindness. Brotherly kindness, charity. For these things abound in you, there will be no chance or reason of falling, and you will be uh, there fruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, Second Peter 1. They have reached charity here. The faith grows exceedingly, the charity of everyone aboundeth one toward another, so that we ourselves glory in you, in the churches of God, for your patience, 
and your faith and all your what? Your persecutions, all that live godly in Christ Jesus, shall suffer persecution and tribulations, trouble, that you endure. That's tribulation, work with patience. Patience, work with experience. Experience, work with hope. Hope, make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad by the heart of the Holy Ghost. What is this persecution and tribulation? It is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God. Why? That you may be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God, that millennial reign, not Christ in you, the hope of glory, but the millennial reign of Jesus Christ as kings and priests for which you also suffer. And if you suffer with him, you will reign with him. When we say a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, if someone came in and told you they were going to give you their automobile or their vehicle, well, they wouldn't drive the car through the front door and knock down the front wall of your house. They would simply give you the title and the keys to the car and say, here is the title. Here is the keys to the car, the vehicle. It is yours now. That's the token of the vehicle. The token of the righteous judgment of God is persecution and tribulation for which you endure. What is that thing? Is the righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation or trouble to them that tribulation or trouble you? And he talks about into you, which are trouble rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice that obedience is required. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall be, when he shall come to be glorified, what? In his saints, those that are sanctified, holy, both spirit, soul, and body, and the and be admired in them, all that believe, because our testimony among you was believed in that day. That's the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy in Revelation 19.10. When we see in Jeremiah 30, it talk about Jacob's trouble. And many will say Jacob's trouble is a time, time and a half, three and a half years of great tribulation. But there will be seven years of tribulation. But the last in the middle of the week is the great tribulation. Totally disagree. Why? Well, let's take a look at the scriptures. In Jeremiah 30, verse 1, there came the word of Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Thus speak of the Lord God of Israel, saying, Write thee all the words that I have spoken to thee in a book. For lo, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people, Israel and Judah. We're talking about national Israel, national Judah, saith the Lord. And I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. Now, we're not talking not just about May the 14th, 1948, when initial, they were recognized as a nation, a sovereign nation of Israel. We're talking about when all the families of the earth and all the nations in the earth will be, will be blessed in the nation Israel. That's what they asked Jesus in Acts, the first chapter. Lord, will you again at this time restore the kingdom again to Israel? And Jesus stated, it's not given for you know the times and seasons that God has put in his own power, but you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, they're wanting to know when is this time where Israel and will have a great nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed in Israel. And these are the words of the Lord spake concerning Israel and concerning Judah. And for thus saith the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Now, Jesus said there in Matthew, he said, 
you think that I come to send peace, but rather a sword to set a man at variance. The father against his son, mother against the daughter, mother-in-law against the daughter-in-law, and a man's foes will be those of his own household. And he said, ask you now and see whether a man doth travail with child. Now, that has nothing to do with that gender in the last days that you can say that you can change your gender and a man can have a physical child. This is spiritual. That child is the Christ in you, the hope of glory, the man child of Revelation 12. Whether a man doth travail with a child, wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman, as a woman in travail? And all faces turned into paleness. Why? Alas, what? For that day is great. What day? The day of the Lord. So that none is likened to it. There'll never be another day like this. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Why? Because they will do their best to destroy Jacob once and for all in that day and all nations will be gathered against Israel to annihilate her. But Israel will be saved, but he shall be saved out of it. Let's go on. And he says there, before their face, the people shall be much pained, all faces so gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men. This is the day of the Lord. Who are the mighty men? They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march everyone on his way, and they shall not break their wings. Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk everyone in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. Who are these? These are the body of Christ. On the day of the Lord, God in Malachi 4, that the wicked will be ashes and of the righteous feet. That day that shall burn as an oven. That day when we will mount up with wings as eagles. Right there, they shall run to and from the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb upon the houses. They shall enter into the windows. What? Because the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. The earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark. There you see Romans, uh, Revelation 6. And the stars shall withdraw their shining. The Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great. It's the army of God, for he is strong that executeth his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. It is Jacob's trouble is the day of the Lord. It's not three and a half years of tribulation. It is the day of the Lord God that day that is literally a great day. Take a look at the day of the Lord of hosts shall come over on every one that is proud and lofty, on every one that is lifted up, and he shall be brought low. Isaiah 2, verse 12 through 22. And of all the cedars of Lebanon, God will uncover the cedar work, that are high and lifted up and upon the oaks of Bashan, and of all the high mountains and the hills that are lifted up on every high tower, on upon every fenced wall, upon all the ships of Tarshish, upon all the pleasant pictures. Oh, the loftiness of man shall be brought, bowed down, and the haughtiness of man shall be made low, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. That's the day of the Lord. The idols shall he utterly abolish. Zephaniah 2 said he will famish, famish all the gods of the earth, and he shall go. They shall go in the holes of the rock, all that's left in into the caves of the earth, for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty, when he arriveth to shake terribly the earth. In that day, that's the day of the Lord now, a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they made each one for himself to worship to the moles and to the bats. Somebody said, we won't never do that. Well, right now, any time of a financial climate, whenever they're talking about the dollar, the currency being devalued, 
that people and the stocks and the bonds and the mutual funds and the market the way it is, run out and buy gold contracts and silver contracts. Well, let's see what happens with the gold and silver. See if that is your salvation. To go into the cliffs of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks for fear of the Lord for the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake terribly the earth. Cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils for when, wherein is he to be accounted of? They will cast their gold and silver into the streets. It will help them. It will be not. We say in Revelation 6, the same thing. They're hiding in the rocks, saying, fall on us, hide us from the wrath of the Lamb. Well, it's the day of the Lord. And look at Revelation 6, 12, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. And lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. The moon became as blood. The stars of heaven fell to the earth, even as the fig tree cast the untimely figs uh, when she's shaken of a mighty wind. I showed the parable of the fig tree, and we set forth their leaves, know that summer's nigh. Here we're talking that day of the Lord. Alas, the great day, the day of the Lord coming, it's not at hand as a destruction from the Almighty is Jacob's trouble. Not some tribulation thing that will, uh, in a pre-tribulation scenario before the, uh, before the great tribulation. And the stars of heaven shall fall after the fig tree, cast their untimely figs. When she's shaken of a mighty wind, the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. Never a mountain and every island removed out of their places. The kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men, the chief captains, the mighty men, every bondman, every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. This is worldwide. And said unto the mountains and rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and even the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? That's Jacob's trouble, the day of God's wrath, recompense to his enemies. We see the same in Joel. Joel, there blow the trumpet of Zion, sound the alarm of my holy mountain, let on the heavens of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh nigh at hand, darkness and gloominess. A day of clouds, thick darkness, morning set upon the mountains, a great people and strong. There never been the light, neither shall be any more after to the years of many generations. A fire devoureth before them. What? Because out of the witnesses, the true witnesses of God, that they must in this manner be killed by the fire that proceedeth out of their mouth. This is a spiritual, not a natural occurrence. A fire divideth before them, behind them a flame burneth. The church will be for a fire and the Holy One over them for a flame in the day of the Lord God Almighty. The land is a garden of Eden before them and behind them is a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them is the appearance of horses and as horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of the mountains, shall they leap like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth who? The wicked, the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. Wood, hay, and stubble will be burned up, my friend. There's Jeremiah 30, verse 8. It shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord of hosts, I will break his yoke from off thy neck. That's Jacob's trouble. He will be saved out of it. That is the day of the Lord. And will bust the bonds and strangers shall no more serve themselves of him, but they shall serve the Lord their God. And David their king, whom I will raise up unto them. Psalm 32, 11, the Lord has sworn in truth unto David and will not turn from it of the fruit of thy body. God said, I will set upon thy throne, David, that's the millennial, for 1,000 years. Therefore, fear thou, my servant Jacob, saith the Lord, fear thou not, neither be dismayed, O Israel, for lo, I will save thee from afar and thy seed from the land 
of their captivity, and Jacob shall return, and shall be in rest and be quiet, and none shall make him afraid. For I am with you, saith the Lord, to save ye, though I make a full end of all nations. All nations will make a full end. Whether I have scattered thee, the diaspora, yet I will not make a full end of you. Israel and Judah, but I will correct thee in measure and will not leave thee altogether unpunished. What's going on here? It's the day of the Lord. We see it in Jeremiah 30, carrying it on. For thus saith the Lord, thy bruises are incurable, thy wound is grievous, there's none to plead thy cause, that thou mayest bound up, thou hast no healing medicines. All thy lovers have forgotten thee, they seek thee not, for I have wounded thee with the wound of an enemy, with the chastisement of a cruel one for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased. Why criest thou for thine affliction? Thy sorrow is incurable for the multitude of thine iniquity, because thy sins were increased. I have done these things unto you. Therefore, all they, all they that devour you shall be devoured, and thine, all thine adversaries, every one of them, shall go into captivity. And they that spoil you will be spoiled. And all that prey upon you will I give for a prey. And I will restore health unto thee. And I will heal thee of thy wounds, saith the Lord, because they call thee outcast. This is Zion, whom no man seeketh after. Well, let's see. Goes on in Jeremiah there, saith the Lord. Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tent, have mercy on his dwelling places, and this city shall be built upon her own heap, and the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. Out of them shall, shall proceed thanksgiving in the voice of them that make it merry. I will multiply them. They shall not be few. I will also glorify them, and they shall not be small. National Israel. Their children also shall be as aforetime, and their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all that oppress them. And their nobles shall be of themselves, and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them. I will cause him to draw near, and he shall approach unto me. For who is this that engaged his heart to approach unto me, saith the Lord? And you shall be my people, and I will be thy God. The, the last verse is there. He states there in Jeremiah, Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goeth forth with fury, a continuing whirlwind. It shall fall with pain upon the head of who? the wicked, all that come against Israel to destroy her. The fierce anger of the Lord shall not return until he have done it, until he have performed the intents of his heart. In the latter days, the last days, you shall consider it. You will understand it perfectly. That's exactly what God will do to show forth his praise, his honor, his glory, and his power. Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3, God promised Abraham, Abram, before he had that uh the Ham, uh, the H there, the Ha, that he was going to make him a great nation. And, of course, we're going to have the Abrahamic covenant because circumcision. And it said, now the Lord, Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3, the Lord had said unto Abram, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show ye, the land of Israel. And I will make of thee what? A church? No, a great nation. This is a promise of a nation. This is the nation of God, the city of God, and uh, the blessings of God upon Israel. And I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. It's not the church, it's the nation of Israel. There in Genesis 15, he promises Abraham's seed, of which the church is, 
But Genesis 12 is a promise of the nation, Israel. Take a look at Romans. Paul goes through this in Romans 9, Romans 10, and verse and Romans 11. And we'll start with Romans 11, verse 1, about how this is a mystery. And uh, Paul breaks it down for us. He says, I say then, hath God cast away his people, the nation of Israel? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite, the nation Israel, of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. We're talking about national Israel, the nation. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. What you not what the scripture saith of Elias or Elijah, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God to him, to Elijah? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace, by grace through faith. And the ones that turn to God will still be grafted in as a natural, the natural vine or the natural branch uh, into that a natural olive branch. He goes on and states that, and if by grace it's no more works, otherwise grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, there's no more grace. Otherwise work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded of slumber. Blinded what? According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber. Eyes that they should not see, ears that they should not hear unto this day. Blindness in part has happened to Israel. For the fullness of the Gentiles, the Gentiles, the blessing on the Gentiles can come in. And David saith, let their table be made a snare and a trap and a stomach block and a recompense unto them. Let their eyes be darkened that they may not see and bow down their back always. Now, as we take a look, go Paul going on. And he says, I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Are they left desolate and God's through with them? God forbid. But rather through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. The church, the Gentiles are then, Acts 10, Cornelius' house then is uh, literally grafted in as a wild olive branch into uh, that vine. Now if the fall of them be the riches of the world and the diminishing of them, the riches of the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? For I speak to you Gentiles. Those are the ones that in a church that have been grafted in his wild olive branches. Inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnified mine office. Not magnifying himself, he's magnifying his office. It by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh. This is Israel after the flesh and might save some of them. For if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Now, as we take a look at this, Paul has given us this mystery that we need to take heed to in these last days. Now, we go on with Paul, and he said, For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, that is our church, all that's in the, in the body of Christ, lest he also spare not you. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in, uh, if, if you continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in. 
for God is able to graft them in again. For if thou were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted in contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, natural Israel, be grafted into their own olive tree? And he goes about this mystery. I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. He's telling this to the church. Lest you should be wise in your own conceits. There's no replacement theology here. God had a covenant with Israel, still has it, and it is still for the Father's sake, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, and he will perform it. Lest you should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part happened to Israel until how long? Until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. When the fullness of the Gentiles become in, then God will then again turn to Israel and Jacob's trouble in one day, and out of Zion will come forth the deliverer. Let's see how it works. So all Israel shall be saved, spiritual Israel and natural Israel. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. That is Israel after the flesh. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins, not in the church, but as the nation. He promised that in Genesis 12 there in uh, to the promise to Abraham. Romans 11, carrying it on. It's concerning the gospel there, enemies for your sakes. That's Israel after the flesh. But it's touching the election. They are beloved for the father's sake. Who are the fathers? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all the ones that he made this covenant with. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. This has nothing to do with repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and receiving the Holy Ghost. It's the nation. They're born into it without repentance. It is, for as you in time past have not believed God, yet now have obtained mercy. How did you get their mercy? Through their unbelief. Even so have these, that's national Israel, also now not believe that through your mercy, the church's mercy, they also may obtain mercy, and this will be granted to them. And as kings and priests rule in the millennial with the Lord Jesus Christ, and they turn in the hearts of all the people to the Lord God Almighty. That's the mystery that Paul says now revealed to. When we see there, he talks about it and finishes up in Revelation, I'm sorry, Romans 11, for God hath concluded them all in unbelief, the Gentile and the Jew alike that he might have mercy upon all. Oh, the depth and riches, both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out, exclamation mark. For who hath known the mind of the Lord or who hath been his counselor? Who hath first given to him and it shall be recompensed to him again? For of him and through him and to him are all things to him to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's Jesus Christ, the great God and Savior that is... Christ is God. He is the Father. He is the Lord of glory. Now, this is part one that we're talking about Jacob's trouble and what is the great tribulation. Now, stay tuned. We'll have part two of this and the great tribulation series, and we will talk specifically about what is the great tribulation. Will the church be here? If so, why? And what God's work is and why, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Why would the Lord say that? 
Because faith on the earth is still there. Why? Because they have to understand the preceding word of God. He said, here is the faith and patience of the saints in these last days. He that leads into captivity shall go into captivity. That's the church of the living God. They're being afflicted, rising up and killing you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. And he said, and he that killeth with a sword must die by the sword. Here is the faith and patience of the saints. But who has that faith now? Only the ones that hear for this time to come, till the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it is because there's no light in them. That's the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. Tune in. Now, download our app, Sealing God's People. For the present proceeding word of God by which every believer lives by. For if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we will have fellowship one with another, blood flow in the church. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Now, email me. Let's work together. Many of you, you've, uh, you've called me, you've, you've emailed me, you've made messages to me. Some of you on WhatsApp and uh, the messenger and said the Lord spoke your name to me. What should we do? Well, if God has spoke our name to you, we need to work together. It's just that simple. Uh, don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. God is not moving in the nominal circles to lift up a denomination. He's lifting up his body for his great name's sake. It has nothing to do with denominational walls. So if he spoke our name to you, don't hesitate. Don't procrastinate. Email me. Contact me. My email is sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Again, the email, just simply drop me an email. I'll get in contact with you. Sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Some of you will see us over the social media sites and the video and the streaming there. Uh, you will see on this video the contact information on our websites, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, and our daily podcast, Sealing God's People there for our daily podcast where you can contact us so we can work together in this great last day work of the ministry that we're all called for here for the time to come there we're praying for each one of you now that each one of us in the body of christ will be perfected god perfect that which is lacking in each one of us that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold the real Jesus.